The Atlanta Braves farm system ranks as one of the worst in all of Major League Baseball, but yet they just had players finish 1-2 in the NL Rookie of the Year voting, and they continue to churn out really high-impact prospects at the Major League level. We're going to take a look at the Braves' prospects, the latest rankings, talk about prospects who could be moved this offseason and potential deals to upgrade the team, and what prospects have the highest upside. All of that on today's episode of Locked On Braves, so let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Locked On Braves, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. Make sure you download the Locked On Sports Atlanta app on Roku and Amazon Fire devices. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast there. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube if you're new. And if you're watching this video, do me a favor, hit that thumbs up button and that notification bell. And thanks for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of each and every day. Continue to post episodes daily throughout the offseason. So plenty of Atlanta Braves coverage here in these cold months of the offseason that are already underway. On today's episode, we're going to talk about the Braves' prospects. It's going to be prospect heavy. Talk about the Arizona Fall League results, the latest prospect rankings for the Braves. Talk about prospects who could be moved this offseason. Are there any untouchable prospects in the Braves' system? And who are some prospects that I think have some major upside going into 2023? But let's start with the results of the Arizona Fall League as it just wrapped up earlier this week. Braves sent six players to the Arizona Fall League. Alex Segal had nine and two-thirds innings, 8.38 ERA, a 1.759 whip. However, he had 13 strikeouts, and he walked 12 batters. Obviously, you bring down that walk rate, and he already has a really good caper nine at the minor league level. He only allowed five hits and didn't allow any home runs, so... Obviously, the walk's a problem, really, for a lot of the Braves pitchers that were sent to the Arizona Fall League. But I think Alex is a pitcher who could become a big weapon out of the bullpen. Obviously, you just got to work on that command a little bit, but somebody that has a high strikeout rate. Alan Winan, six games, five starts, 487 ERA, a 1.525 whip, 20 and a third innings, 19 strikeouts, seven walks, gave up 24 hits. See, the giving up the hits to me is more concerning than the walks. The walks issue can be fixed but if you're getting hit up a ton uh that's obviously a, a big problem Winans gave up three home runs uh as well austin smith 10 and two-thirds innings a 338 era a 1.406 whip so the best you know era whip numbers of any of the braves pitchers there 14 strikeouts in those 10 and two-thirds innings six walks so walks an issue for smith as well and two home runs allowed William Woods, who was just DFA'd yesterday, he pitched 12 and two-thirds innings, an 853 ERA, and a 1.816 whip, which may have had something to do with that DFA. 13 strikeouts, four walks, three home runs given up. William Woods is a guy who a couple of years ago, uh, myself included, a lot of people thought could be a big part of the bullpen, uh, but injuries and consistency have really held him back. We'll see if he ends up coming back into the Braves system after they DFA'd him. 
Uh, Cade Bunnell, 12 games, 40, just 46 played appearances, slash 167, 326. That is quite the difference in average and on-base percentage. Uh, 167 uh, slugging percentage. No extra base hits, which is crazy because I watched Cade Bunnell in a game uh, in Birmingham and he hit some of the most beautiful home runs that I've seen hit at that ballpark. The guy has a really good power stroke, obviously a small sample size in the Arizona Fall League, just 46 plate appearances and 36 at-bats. But it's a guy that has real power, but he is he's a three true outcomes type of hitter. Uh, he's either going to walk, strike out, or hit a home run. That's just who he is. He did score eight runs, drove in four, walked nine times, but struck out 21 times in 36 at-bats. Strikeouts, swing and miss, a big problem for Cade Bunnell. Cal Conley had a really good Arizona Fall League, 23 games, 101 plate appearances, slash 267, 376, 476 slugging percentage, had five doubles, uh, three triples, two home runs, so a lot of extra base hits for Cal Conley. Uh, two, uh, 11 runs scored, 17 runs batted in, nine stolen bases, 13 walks to 21 strikeouts. So really think he improved his stock a lot. Uh, Justin Henry Malloy, maybe the top uh, position player prospect for the Braves right now. He played in 20 games, also played in the uh, Arizona Fall Stars game. Uh, 89 played appearances, slash 306, 438, 444. So very good slash line there. Five doubles, one triple, one home run, 11 runs scored, seven runs batted in, 16 walks to 20 strikeouts. He had a really good year uh, for the Braves in the minor league system, particularly at Mississippi. And he carried that over into the Arizona Fall League. So he is definitely a prospect on the rise for the Atlanta Braves. So those are the Arizona Fall League results for the Braves players that were sent there. Now, looking at the latest prospect rankings, Baseball's America is the only site that I found, the major site that I saw who had an updated prospect rankings list for the Braves. I'm sure more of those will come out throughout the offseason. We'll talk about those then. But going with Baseball America's current top 10 for the Braves, they have Kyle Muller, A.J. Smith-Shalver, Owen Murphy, Jared Schuster, J.R. Ritchie, Justin Henry Malloy, Roy Bersalinas, Darius Vines, Freddie Tarnock, and Dylan Dodd. Pretty good list. I would move Kyle Muller down probably to fourth or fifth on that list, and I like Kyle Muller. I've been very high on him. I think he could be a very solid number three starter. He puts it all together, um, but I typically do my rankings based mostly on upside, and I will do my own rankings later this offseason. Once we get into the slower months in December around the holidays, I'm going to start doing watching some video on Braves prospects, and then I'll put out my top 10 ranking based on upside, just like I did last year, uh, probably around sometime in January. Um, just a, a little bit of a note, I had Michael Harris 1 and Spencer Strider uh, second in that list last year. Uh, that worked out pretty well, so a nice pat on the back for myself there. But I'll do that later on. But this is Baseball America's top 10, and I don't disagree with the guys they have in the top 10. I think that's a pretty solid list right there. Um, others to consider for the top 10, I really like Cole Phillips from this last draft. Obviously, uh, Tommy John surgery, so he didn't pitch at all after getting drafted, but I really like the upside play there. Uh, Cal Conley, as I talked about, had a really good – year a really good showing in the Arizona Fall League I think he could possibly be the second best position player right now for the Atlanta Braves behind Justin Henry Malloy 
Uh, Ambioris Tavares, he's coming on strong, had his first taste of professional ball this last year. Adam Meyer, a guy the Braves went way over slot for uh, this past draft, I think has uh, potential to be a top 10 prospect maybe by midseason, if not the end of next year. Diego Benitez, another uh, international signing, one of their big international signings now that they're back into doing such things. Um, Drake Baldwin and David McKay are both hitters that I really like from this most recent draft. Spencer Schwellenbach is somebody who the Braves, you know, kind of went over for in a couple, two drafts ago, uh, had Tommy John surgery, so didn't play at all last year. I'm more so just intrigued to see what he looks like. He's a two-way player coming out of um, Nebraska. So just really curious, you know, what he looks like. I think he certainly has the potential uh, to become a good prospect. It just, haven't seen him yet, so I'm just really curious to see what he looks like. And another name, Geraldo Quintero, another international prospect at the lower levels that had a really good year. He continues to develop like that. I think we could see him in the top 10 pretty soon. But the guys Baseball America has up there, I'm I'm good with that top 10, the players they have in there. And like I said, I'd probably shuffle them around a little bit. But uh, those are probably the guys that I would go with. All right, next, I want to talk about, is there anybody untouchable? in the Braves farm system right now, and who are some prospects that could be traded? We'll discuss that next. This episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. The numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe Home Security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. It's super customizable, not a situation where you have to purchase things you don't need in order to get certain things you want. The system integrates well into your home and is easy to self-install. No need to have a tech come out and schedule something or have a bulky unit that damages or messes up your home's design. It's very useful for security and peace of mind, but also for helping you make sure everything is secure each day. Uh, me and my wife just took a, a road trip and it was nice to feel uh, comfortable and safe uh, with where my home was because of the security system we have. Uh, this Simply Safe security system can move with you even after you install it. Just remove the elements and take them with you to your new place. Customize the perfect system for your home in just minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB and save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. So visit simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. It's how you can help support the show as well if you want to. There's no safe like Simply Safe. So I do this pretty much every offseason, taking a look at the Braves prospects and calling out some guys that I think perhaps are untouchable and who are some players that I think could be on the move. So looking at players who are untouchable, honestly, I don't think there's anybody in this farm system right now that is untouchable in the right trade. I'm not looking to get rid of any of these players, but to me, there's not a prospect. There's not an Acuna in there right now. There's not a Michael Harris. There's not, you know, an, an Austin Riley who I probably would have traded at times. But there's not that. There's not that player in the system right now that I look at and say, I feel pretty confident this player is going to become an All Star level talent. That's not to say there's not All Stars in this group. I'm sure there certainly will be. I hope there will be. And the Braves have done a great job of developing these players. But just as I look at this list of prospects right now, there's not one player that I would look at and say, I would not move this guy. I, I have a feeling they're going to become, uh, you know, the next big thing. They're going to become the next NL rookie of the year. 
I, I don't see that prospect in the system. You disagree. Let me know in the chat. Let me know in the comment section below. But to me, there's nobody in this brave system right now that is untouchable. Now, I look at players that could likely be traded uh, this offseason. I think of Kyle Muller, Freddie Tarnock, Bryce Elder, Alan Rangel, Brooks Wilson, Waskari Noah. And I know not all these players are technically considered prospects, but just looking at some of the young players on the roster, the 40-man roster that I think could be dealt this offseason, uh, those are some pitchers right there that I think could be be dealt. I think we kind of know what they are at this point, and I like these guys. I've said all along, I like Bryce Elder. I think he's going to be a solid you know, back-of-the-rotation arm for uh, several years in a big league rotation. I like Kyle Muller. I think he can be a middle-of-the-rotation starter if he all puts it together. I love Freddie Tarnock, and I like his upside, and I think he may you know, ultimately go into a bullpen role. Um, but those are guys that I like, but the Braves have a ton of pitching depth, and those are guys that if there are deals to be made this offseason, you know, those are players that I could see being part of a package uh, in a potential deal to upgrade the team. As far as position player-wise, I want to be very clear, and I know Vaughn Grissom's not a prospect, in the right deal, you get shortstop locked up, you get left field locked up, and you have to make a move through a trade. To me, Grissom's one of the best assets the Braves have right now because you're not trading Spencer Strider, you're not trading uh, Michael Harris, you're not really trading anybody off your core roster. Grissom's a, probably, or I believe he is, the biggest asset for the Braves in a trade. I talked about this. If they were to go out and, and get a Willie Adamas and you know, talking to some, some guys who cover the Brewers, I, I don't know that that's necessarily reality that Adamas is available, but you're going to even make that type of move. I think that package from the Braves has to be headlined by Vaughn Grissom. To me, he's the biggest trade chip for the Braves right now. If they're going to make a move and, and make a big trade, I think Grissom almost has to be part of that, that package. Um, again, I, I wouldn't necessarily trade Grissom unless it is a, a big deal. I hope the Braves keep Grissom. I hope he becomes that utility type player like Chris Taylor or Gavin Lux for the Dodgers or, you know, obviously Ben Zobris in the past, one of these guys who is going to play 130, 140 games a year. He's going to fill in to give guys a day off. He's going to be able to fill in if a player gets hurt. And I just, I feel like he's going to hit at the big league level. I just don't know that he's going to have a, a primary position, but I think he's somebody that you can teach and he's young enough that you can teach to play multiple positions and to become that versatile utility player um, so that's what I hope becomes of Vaughn Grissom if even if he doesn't have a a strict designated spot in the lineup I hope he kind of becomes that utility guy that plays you know three four uh, sometimes five days a week gives guys a break and like I said could step in if needed but all that said if there's a big trade to be made and Grissom needs to be a part of it I don't think the Braves would hesitate moving him um, and then the other player I think could be traded this offseason, a guy they just added to the 40-man roster, and that's Braden Shoemake. I've been very clear. I'm not high on him um, as a prospect. I don't see him becoming an everyday player. Um, again, if there was a, a small move to be made and somebody thought maybe they could uh, unlock Braden Shoemake, who was a very big prospect out of Texas A&M, a high draft pick, then I could see that happening. So, uh, Muller, Tarnick, Elder, Rangel, Brooks Wilson, Enoa, Grissom, Shoemake. Those are all players, you know, on the 40-man roster that I think could potentially 
be moved this offseason in some type of deal. Now, guys with upside, <laughs> prospects that I think have, <clears throat> excuse me, have the most upside in the system. AJ Smith Shaver for me is one of those. Um, and I think you see that in a lot of rankings. A lot of rankings have him very high up there, even though we've seen very little of him. And the numbers don't necessarily look great from this past year, from what we see with AJ Smith Shaver. But you look at the underlying metrics and the strikeout totals, he just has that type of stuff that, you know, as he continues to develop, you could see him becoming a middle to top of the rotation starter. Maybe he has a ceiling as a, a number two right now if he puts it all together. So for me, I think he has a lot of upside. Obviously, you know, Ambioris Tavares, an international prospect, you know, one of the, the first ones that the Braves made after their, their sanctions uh, is somebody that I hope develops into a big position prospect for the Braves and perhaps becomes their best position prospect he just got his first taste of professional ball last year so still learning a lot about this but you know when you're looking at guys with upside we're looking at players who are still in in a ball and and dreaming about what they could become and Tavares is still one of those players that we're hoping becomes you know maybe he becomes the future shortstop of the Atlanta Braves we obviously need to see more but he's a guy that I think you know has a a lot of potential Roy Salinas is a guy who this past year really shot up a lot of rankings and impressed with his big, you know, strikeout totals. I think the question becomes, does he stay in the rotation or does he become a, a dominant back end reliever? I think that's kind of where he is right now. And I think that's the type of upside he has to where, you know, if he continues to develop as a starter and get better, I think he could become a top of the ro rotation starter. If not, and you have to move him to the bullpen, I think he's a guy that could close games or at the very least be a, a really good setup guy. So I think Salinas is a name to watch. If you're looking to buy stock in a Braves prospect, that's one to watch out for. I mentioned Cole Phillips, guy they took in this past draft, a guy who may have been in consideration for one of the top five picks in the draft had he not gotten injured. Uh, that's another player I think has a lot of upside. I mentioned uh, Schwellenbach. We just haven't seen him yet, but just because of the type of player he was and coming out of college. I just think he gets back on the field and, and gets healthy. I think that's somebody who could really see their stock jump a lot in 2023. And then I mentioned Quintero as well. Uh, I mean, the Braves are starving for position player prospects and Quintero, you know, still really young uh, at low level played really good last year. Uh, had some really good splits. I think he's a player that, could jump a lot last year so or next year could jump a lot in 2023 so those are some of the prospects for the Braves I'm looking forward to seeing in 2023 maybe take a a step forward or in the case of a Salinas another step forward but Smith Shaver, Ambiores Tavares, Roybert Salinas, Cole Phillips uh, we won't see we maybe see Cole Phillips uh, in the middle of next year Schwellenbach and Quintero those are prospect names that I'd keep an eye on or maybe invest some stock in uh, if you're looking at Braves prospects. All right, next, got a lot of comments in the chat here. I want to uh, get to, take some of your questions on Braves prospects and other off-season notes for the Atlanta Braves. We'll get to those next. So like I said, the Atlanta Braves, while their farm system ranks as one of the worst in baseball, you look at the type of talent that they've been able to develop pretty much out of nowhere the last several years, and I'm confident that by the time we get to the middle of next season, we're going to see a lot of a lot of these players gain a lot of stock 
and maybe move up some some rankings, some overall rankings, and, and really become a big part of this team. While you know they don't have that top ranking right now for a lot of these prospects, you look at the depth they have, particularly in the rotation with guys like Moeller and Elder, uh, Darius Vines, Jared Schuster. I mean, these are all guys who could pitch at the big league level next year. So while they may not have those high impact players next year, like a Michael Harris or a Vaughn Grissom or Spencer Strider, they have players on the pitching side, at least um, that are, are ready to compete and can add some depth to the Braves next year. Position player wise is where they really, really need to pick things up. And I think they have some players in the back half of their rankings right now. Uh, Ambioris Tavares, like I mentioned, Quintero, uh, McCabe, Baldwin, Cal Conley, you know, these are all position players who I think we could see take a big step forward next year. And that's exactly what the Braves need. They got a ton of depth at pitching right now. They need to work on developing some more hitters, which they've done a great job of. Again, you look at, at Austin Riley, you look at uh, Michael Harris, Vaughn Grissom, you know, players who have come up and just produced at the plate. All right, I want to take some of the comments. Got a lot out here that I want to, to run through. Um, so let's go through a couple of questions here. Miguel uh, says, hey, Jake, do you know that Acuna is training with Fernando Tatis? Padre is in Dominican Republic. I did not hear that. Uh, I believe he's in Venezuela, actually, last I heard, and he's getting ready to play some games in the Winter League there at the end of the month. So I'm excited to see that. Uh, Chris, uh, Christopher Shaft says, I think the Braves will hold on to Grissom. He has a lot of upside for them. I think Moeller is tradable. And I hate to say it, maybe Ian Anderson as well. Yeah, I think Ian Anderson could potentially be on the move, but his value is so low right now. I just I don't know that there's a ton of motivation for doing that from the Braves' standpoint. And I do hope they they keep uh, Vaughn Grissom. Um, are you insane? Trade in rookie of the year. Uh, James Saunders said he would trade Michael Harris. I think that was a joke. I hope that's a joke. Chase Huck says, "What's up, Jake?" Hope you're having a blessed day. Thank you so much, Chase. I appreciate that. Um, Davis Gorman, I think you, you put in this question late last night, and I uh, lost connection and missed it. Uh, but Davis said, do you think Will Myers is a cheap guy to get for left field on a prove-it deal, has a beautiful swing with lots of power, and could back up Matt at first base? Um, I have to. I need to dive into Will Myers' um, numbers just a little bit. I, I do think um, – I like I, I do think he has a beautiful swing, obviously, but I don't know that he's necessarily the perfect fit. And I like that I like the idea too of him backing up first base. I do think the Braves need to go out and find somebody that can back up first base and legitimately back up first base. Um, but you know, Will Myers, he's a guy, he's still just 31 years old, but you look at his baseball savant numbers from last year, not particularly great. Um, and you look at his numbers overall from 2022, uh, 261, 315 on base, 398 slugging, 713 OPS, um, right-handed hitter. So perhaps, and I haven't looked at his splits, but perhaps you, um, you know, compare him with an Eddie Rosario. Um, and he did bat, uh, Vince lefties, 264, 320, 495 and 815 OPS. So, uh, he was better against lefties last year. So, Perhaps as a, a platoon partner, that might make some sense. Um, I have to dig into it a little bit more, but I certainly like the idea. I would rather them go out and, and obviously get somebody who can play every day. 
um, at that position. And I don't think that is Will Myers at the moment. And you look at Will Myers contract, um, you know, he, he had a team option um, for 2023 for uh, $20 Padres obviously bought that out. So he is a free agent, I believe, at this point. So I like I like the idea as a, a low, as you said yourself, a, a cheap guy on a prove-it type deal. But obviously, I uh, hope there's a better option out there. He probably wouldn't be my, my first pick. Um, yet another person asking about Will Meyer. So I'm going to have to dig into that a little bit more. Um, all core infielders and outfielders aren't going anywhere. I agree with that. I wouldn't trade anybody from the major league roster, uh, starting wise. Um, pitchers are the only trades they will make. I, the Braves have a lot of depth in starting pitching as far as prospects go. So I think certainly if they make some moves this off season, that's what they'll look to trade from. Um, Chase says any word on what's going to happen with Dansby. We really heard nothing. At this point, um, I think you could see the shortstop market. Look, Dansby's at the bottom of the top four, so you could see him wait to see what happens with Correa and Trey Turner especially before you see Dansby really make any moves. This is my personal opinion. I don't have any any sources or haven't heard any rumors. I think the Braves have made what they feel is their best offer to Dansby Swanson at this point. And I think the Braves are just sitting back and seeing what else Dansby Swanson gets. Kind of similar to the Freddie Freeman situation last year. I think Alex went out there, he made his best offer, and he sat back and waited to see what Freddie was going to do. And um, I think he's kind of in that same spot now. I think the Braves have made what they feel is their best offer. I'm sure, you know, you get down to it. They would obviously up it just a little bit to get it over the line. But I think the Braves are just in that waiting spot now to see you know, what other teams are that interested in, in Dansby to give him that big deal? And, um, you know, are the Braves willing to match it? And I think Dansby's just in that same boat as well. See, he knows what the Braves are willing to do, and he's just going to test the market and see what else is out there. And I have a feeling that he'll come back to the Braves and say, can you match this? Can you get close to this? And, you know, then it'll be up to Alex Adabas, the Braves, to say yay or nay. But that's just my opinion of where I think things are right now. I think it could be a while for Dansby because I think we could wait to see what the guys at the top do first. Um, couple. What are the odds that we land DeGrom? This one from Hollywood. Look, if the Braves aren't willing to go over the luxury tax threshold and you know David O'Brien reported he's been told they don't want to be a luxury tax team, um, the fact that you know, it looks like Alex Anthopoulos is looking to to shed some salary. I just don't see how you pay DeGrom 30, 30 plus million a year, even on a two or three year deal and sure up shortstop or left field, you know, get a big bat. Because to me, getting that big bat is top priority. I'd put the odds very low. I'm not an odds maker, um, but I'd put the odds very low that the Braves signed DeGrom. Uh, James Saunders says, who do you think will be the Braves' number five starter to start the year? As things stand today, you know, not predicting any other moves being made for the rotation, I would actually I would actually project Bryce Elder to be the fifth starter. I think he's just the most sure bet. Now, if Ian Anderson and Mike Soroka come into spring training and they look like the Ian Anderson and Mike Soroka we're used to seeing, then, you know, I think obviously one of those guys gets that spot. But 
if I had to guess, you know, right now, November 16th, I'd say it's Bryce Elder behind, you know, Freed, Strider, Wright, Morton. Uh, Bryce Elder is the guy I would put in there. Uh, what will the Braves do with Chadwick Trump? Hopefully they, they keep him. I think they're going to trade Manny Pena, and I think they keep Trump as uh, the depth there at the catcher position. Um, Grissom should not be on the trade. This kid has a lot of potential. I agree. I hope they keep keep Von Grissom. All, my only point to that was if a, there's a big deal to be made to really improve your roster, I think Grissom's your best trade chip. Um, other than maybe some of those young guys, players they just just drafted. Depends on what kind of team you're dealing with. Um, are you dealing with a team that's ready to compete now and they want to get somebody, you know, at the major league level now? Then they probably want a Grissom. If they're, you know, a couple of years away, then they probably want a Smith Shaver or an Owen Murphy, um, you know, somebody who's who's young with a lot of upside. Um, David uh, Searle says, hey, Jake, what do you think it would take to possibly sign Carlos Rodon? Uh, more than the Braves are are willing to get, not just in average annual value, but in years. I just it's hard for me to see Alex Anthopoulos giving out four to five years to a player who has a, a very well known track record for injuries. Uh, now maybe he's put all that behind him and he's going to pitch for the next four or five years and not really have any major hiccups. But I just from what we've seen from Alex Anthopoulos in the past, it's just hard for me to see him doing that type of deal you know, close to 30 million a year for four to five years for a starting pitcher, you know, going into their thirties who has a big injury uh, track record. So I just don't see the Carlos Rodon thing happening. Um, Bobby Hayes says, I wonder what the Braves offered. There's a rumor out there that they offered him around a hundred million. I'm assuming that's over five years. Um, it's probably going to take six years at 120, in, in my opinion, maybe even a little more than that. Um, but that was what the rumor was. Um, Chris Kaysen says, hey, Jake, make much love your way from Henry County, Georgia. Appreciate that, uh, Chris. Uh, CJ LaChapelle says, who would you be willing to give up to get Otani? Um, who would I be willing to give up? Whew. Um, that's a, a, a good question on who I would be willing to give up and what it would take to get him. Uh, I would not, I would not trade Rotani for what it would take to get him. I mean, you're talking about giving up, you know, probably. A, I don't even know how you value Shohei Otani, and it's a guy who only has one year of control left at 30 million, but he's an MVP candidate offensively. He's a Cy Young candidate on the mound. Like, how do you, how do you value that? And for just one year, um, I don't think a team can make that deal without without some sort of negotiation window to do something long-term. And I don't think the Braves are going to do that either because that's a $400 million deal. So I can't even fathom what I would give up for Otani because I just don't know how you put a value on that. And I don't I don't think the Braves or any team are gonna, going to do it. I don't think the Angels are going to trade him. Um, how good of a shortstop was Grissom in the minors? I watched tape a lot of him last year. I thought he was solid. Um Average, I guess you could say, is in terms of range and arm. Now, a lot of the evaluators and scouts who obviously watch him a lot more than me say that he can't play at the shortstop position at the big league level. So defensively, at least as far as talent, talent evaluators go and scouts out there, um, right now at least, they don't think he can handle the shortstop position. Now, 
There's already been reports this this offseason that he's working with Ron Washington at shortstop. Ron Washington believes he can be an everyday major league shortstop. I trust Ron Washington. And my whole point with this is the guy's 21, and we're going to already say he can't play a position at the major league level. I think that's a bit absurd. Now, whether or not he can, we'll see. But I'm certainly not ready to give up on that possibility that he can play shortstop, and especially not with working with one of the best in the business in Ron Washington, who's turned Dansby Swanson into a gold glove player. So again, I think he's, he obviously has to do some work. I mean, you look at what he did just at second base this year. If you watch those games, I mean, obviously a lot to be desired there and shortstop's a much more demanding position. Um, so he does have a lot of work to do and to grow defensively, but I'm not ready to just give up and say he can never play it at the major league level. Um, but he does have a lot of work uh, to, do, to do to earn that trust. All right, appreciate all, the, appreciate all the comments in the chat section. You have some other questions, make sure you put them in the comment section on YouTube, and I'll get to them there. As always, thanks for listening. Thanks for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of the day. For your next listen, go check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast. We're talking about the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available just like this podcast on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. Again, thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at LockedOn underscore Braves. You can follow me at ShortstopBall. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the Lockdown Braves podcast wherever you get your podcast, and we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. D.C. Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 